Welcome to the Mark Scary Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guests and nice adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Sterry, and I'm a 15-plus-year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota metro music scene. Check me out at Mark Sterry, that's S-T-A-R-Y, music.net. Also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of my original music is available to download on iTunes, CD Baby, and most other places you get music online. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. Got an extra buck or two? You wouldn't mind tossing the podcast tip jar? Please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Also consider helping get the word out on the street via social media, five-star rating interview in iTunes, and or tell a friend or two. Happy Thought of the Day is by Eric Clapton. If you hand me a guitar, I'll play the blues. That's the place I automatically go. Thanks for tuning in and welcome to the Mark Steering Music Podcast. Enjoy! Welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, episode 253. Please support this week's sponsors, 45th Parallel Distilleries, ID Chrysler, Pine City, and the B-Dale Club. Also, thanks to all the folks who contribute to this podcast on Patreon.com. Coming at you on a beautiful summer day here from my family's cabin outside of Turtle Lake, Wisconsin. Just getting back from the first performance of the Turtle Lake Summer School's production of Yo-Yo Strikes Again. Very proud of the students this year. They've done great. Wednesday, played a solo show at Pub 42 in New Holt, Minnesota. Great to rock some Dave Mason classics for the Johnson family. Thursday, played a duo show at B-Dale Club in St. Paul slash Roseville, Minnesota. Great to see my old B-Dale friends again. Incredible turnout and bummed. I had to leave right away. Friday, played a solo show at Volstead in Egan. Huge thunderstorms out, but zero power outages. Saturday, Brian K. Johnson and I rocked out at Vanelli's by the Lake in Forest Lake, Minnesota. Fun patio gig and great to see Pam and Greg again. Sunday, played a solo show at Shoreview in Amory, Wisconsin. Great party for owner Tony, organized by Sarah, Teresa, and Kirsten. What an awesome way to wind down the weekend. Upcoming shows. Thursday, August 20th, 2020, I'll be playing a solo show at Bistro 63 in Baronet, Wisconsin from 5.30 to 8.30 p.m. Saturday, August 22nd, Brian K. Johnson and myself will be headlining Fisherman's Party in Milltown, Wisconsin from 7 to 10 p.m. Sunday, August 23rd, I'll be playing another duo show for Biker Sunday at the Mix-Up at Amory, Wisconsin from 2 to 5 p.m. It's part three of three with Seattle, Washington guitarist Danny Mangold. We talk visiting Robert Johnson's grave, Albert King, the fascinating history of blues music, and more. Enjoy the conversation. You know, Richard went and talked down because I figured that would be really fitting. And all of a sudden, I saw this church, Greater Greenwood Tabernacle Church, I think. And you could feel the vibe. And the minute I got out of the car, beautiful, tiny white church with a cemetery on the side. 
And I'm going, well, this is trippy. The vibe is incredible. You could just feel it from the red dust from the cotton fields to the, to the uh, cemetery with no organization, headstones all over, real wooden crosses. So it took me a while to find his actual grave. And the reason I found it was I looked for the most amount of stuff that people had placed that had fallen on the ground. You know, different dried flowers, blah, 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 blah. And so there it was right there. And you, like I said, you'd have to be in a coma not to completely be tranxed by walking up to the, you know, knowing this is the guy that did it all for us. You know, had it not been for those songs recorded in that Texas hotel room, we'd still be listening to, uh, you know, I don't even want to think of how terrible the music would be. I don't want to think about it either. It's right there. And it's right there. In fact, I made a, I made a guitar from found objects, from just stuff blowing around that cemetery. And I made one, Jody Hanks has one. And the uh, Sunflower River runs in the back and stuff just washes up on the shore of this. And anybody in the blues has to go down there and stay for a while. They have homemade headstones that you'll think I'm kidding. I'll post it on 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 your page for you. They go up to farmers, families. They can't afford to go in a regular cemetery. So they would go up to a farmer where the edge of his cotton field meets the, a ditch on the country road because the farmer's not going to use it. And they'll rent it for like $5 a year. And the thing about the crossroads, the myth of the crossroads, is not just because Robert Johnson found the devil at the crossroads. Me and the devil was walking side by side. Me and the devil. It goes back further than that, that if a guy was kind of an asshole, and he died. The folklore says they took it out to way out in the country to a country road intersects at an X and they would bury the guy in the ditch at one of the corners of the crossroads. The story being after he kind of wakes up from being dead and he's sort of in this limbo he doesn't know where he is, so he's forced to walk eternity not knowing north, south, east, west. So he just wanders around this crossroads, the folklore of it. Summer seems to be winding down to fall and hopefully some football season. I want to have a few more golf outings, though, and grill outs, and for sure a few more nights in the new deck at my family's cabin, sipping on some border bourbon from 45th Parallel. 45th Parallel is a family-owned craft distillery in New Richmond, Wisconsin. They opened their doors in 2007 and went from making a single vodka to producing dozens of different spirits, including gins, whiskeys, and citrus liqueurs. 45th Parallel distillers are committed to a slow craft philosophy, slow fermentation, slow infusion, slow distillation, slow blending, slow aging. Their mission is to create high-quality spirits using local ingredients whenever possible and to provide visitors with a great experience. Stop in and check them out at 1570 Madison Avenue, New Richmond, Wisconsin. Check out 40 
Alcoholicbeverage.com for hours and more information. So if you're looking for quality alcoholic beverage to enjoy while listening to your favorite local musicians, try a 45th Parallel Distillery product. You won't be disappointed. Please drink responsibly. And so Mr. Radcliffe from the hotel told me that, and I go, that's awesome. That's fantastic. So they're forced to, they don't go to heaven. They just wander around because they don't know where they are. And you could find a lot of homemade headstones where they would go out, the family, and they would go on the ground, take a shovel, and cut out a perfectly shaped template in the shape of a headstone. And they'd, they'd take some water and a 25-cent bag of concrete. They'd pour it in, and before it, before it dried, they'd write, Rest in peace, forever in our hearts, Jimmy Johnson... Born 1829, died 1919. And then when it's dried, they just lift it up and stick it in the ground. That's their headstone. And wow. you see those littered all over. It's trippy. It's really trippy. You, do, you should do yourself a favor. Go, go to Memphis, rent a car, go down to club, and you will. It's fantastic. So I would love to do something like that. As a working musician... For me, how do you afford to go there for two months? Well, at that time... Are you rich or something? I didn't look that deep yeah. in you. <laughs> I, I quit playing in 2007. And then I just started to do an independent uh, music production here. And we just sort of, you know, my wife and I just sort of kind of got lucky and don't didn't need to go out and gig for our daily bread. Although I did do it. When you do some gigs in Seattle, they pay phenomenal. The bars don't. You basically work for free in the bars. But the private gigs and some of the big gigs at EMP, you get paid like a surgeon. But that gig, <clears throat> or that gig, not that gig, but that trip, I had wanted to do my whole life. Because I really wanted to see, am I seeing this impact through fourth generation eyes and ears or is it real is it really the holy land and it is the holy land down there you know it's fantastic and if you come there as a friendly person just seeking the, the birth of this man they treat you like a prince no matter where you go the music is everywhere Unreal, most wonderful family. But you leave the Delta and you go into the middle of Mississippi, then everything changes. It's like North Dakota with gun racks. It just like stops like that. Oh, but boy. the Delta along the Mississippi from Clarksdale, Highway 61 on down. And they also think the Robert Johnson were the story was is at a different spot out in the country but it's worth it mark you got to go down there absolutely incredible information so while i even have you on here might as well just ask you so sure. so you're a guitar player whatever and I, I play guitar harmonica that's my thing i'm obsessed with 
Well, first of all, my harmonica heroes are, first of all, Sugar Blue. Do you know Sugar Blue at all? Sugar Blue, yeah. So oh, he's yeah. been on the podcast before, too, and I'm trying to get him on yeah. again because he had a new album out. But Sugar Blue, James Cotton, uh, yeah. Big Big Walter is my other favorite. And then guitar players is Albert King, Freddie King, and uh, like Clapton, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I can't find all that much information about Albert King. I know the, you know, the Velvet, whatever. What was his nickname? I can't think off the top of my head right now. But I just collect all his stuff. I love his. So can you just just talk to me about if you don't mind? This is just personal yeah, thing. No talk to me about <laughs> Albert King a little bit. I was first playing guitar. There were the three kings, Albert, Freddie, and BB. And for some reason, Albert's records, they were produced by Steve Cropper. Stacks. And, and Steve was a guy that was like, get the songs first. He made those records sound better than the Freddie King records, the BB, for some reason, because... When he was at that studio, the rule was give the big hits. And then Albert came to play in Minneapolis in the early 70s at the Caboose. No, he played in the little room next door, which was called... Um, uh, is that Whiskey Junction or something? The Whiskey Junction, yeah. And to see that big guy with that flying V left-handed, playing through an acoustic amp was unbelievable. Plus, he had the voice. He had the songs and the voice. But he used to play the caboose quite regular. And they were the guys to me, was, you know, those three big ones. And then from there, you go off and discover Hubert Sumlin, you know, just the way, not his stinging solos, but like, how is he putting those chords together, you know, to make them fit? And I just did a little video, because uh, occasionally I'll get requests from, you know, remedial blues guitar players. And I said, I listen to you play. You're playing too much. Just play every other beat and you'll be fine. Like, play four bars, don't play anything. Play four bars, don't play anything, you know, and you'll get it together better. Because a lot of them would come out of the Van Halen 80s, and then they get tired of that, so they want to play blues through Stevie Ray. And Clapton and Stevie Ray in 90, say 90 to 92, they were the keepers of the flame, the blues flame. So... A lot of people really got interested in the blues to that time. And Robert, Robert Cray. Five shows and five days of teaching last week was a record week for me driving between Wisconsin and Minnesota. But I did it confidently and in comfort. 
because I knew I could rely on my black Jeep Cherokee I got from Mighty Chrysler, Pine City, Minnesota. When 250,000 miles of my old car was just too much for the poor thing to take, I found myself looking for my new dream ride at Mighty Chrysler, Pine City, and the staff could have been more helpful with me choosing a vehicle and willing to work with my, as I call it, musician's credit score. Their philosophy is simple, time-saving, hassle-free, fair price. Check out their inventory at idcdjr.com or take the beautiful drive up 35 to 715 Northridge Court Northwest, Pine City, Minnesota, to visit them in person. Business hours are Monday through Thursday, 8 to 6 p.m., and Friday and Saturday, 8 to 5 p.m., closed on Sundays. Check out ID Chrysler Pine City today and enjoy safe summer season full of adventures and memories out in the open road in a new ride. Those three, very popular. And then Robert Cray would give a, an interview. He goes, oh, it's Albert King, Albert Collins, uh, another one, Albert Collins, jeez, you know. And he used to play the Union Bar in North Hennepin all the time. And they just had that sound that was so sexy, the way that it was just those, those pentatonic scales just stung, popped out of an amp. You know, in the Metro All-Stars, we opened for Albert King two nights in Duluth. And the first time we went in, he had just done a sound check. And we walked in what we thought was our dressing room. It was Albert. And he was on the floor, on his knees, with a shirt on. His guitar was laying next to him. And he was in his underwear. And he was ironing a pair of pants on the floor for the king. And we opened the door. And he turned around with that big, scary head of his. And looked at us like that. And we're like, we are so sorry. And then ran into our dressing room. And we're going, he hates us. Now he won't let us play. And we watched him that night completely devastate an audience. Just so pro. Unbelievable. You know. And the next night, we were like right there, students. You know, watching everything that he did. You know, that tone, his rapport with the audience, you know. But Albert King is now buried in Arkansas. And I went to his grave, too. His grave is in a cemetery that is, like, so remote and so spooky, you can't believe it. It's just like, there's nobody here. One of the greatest musicians of all time. Nobody there. And I remember coming back to the hotel and I said to Mr. Radcliffe, I said, to, I went and saw his, his grave. He said, Mr. Radcliffe said, I bet nobody was there. I said, nobody, just kind of a shame. He goes, that's a lot of it here, you know. But when you go to Robert Johnson's, if you don't feel the vibe, you're in a coma. And boy, you feel it. But of all those guys, today, it'll still be all still listen to Albert King. You know, King of the Blues, Crosscut Saw, personal manager, 100 band sign. I give credit because it was Steve Crop, like I said, from Mecklemore, South Memphis at Stax. He really used those horns and he used Booker T's band on a lot of those recordings. The last time I saw Albert King was here in Seattle. And I did a gig with his sax player. 
and he was in town and he said, you know, Albert's going to be playing in town this week. You got to come and see him. So I went to, he played the Seattle center. And I remember the ladies and gentlemen, this, he has a MC came up, ladies and gentlemen, a big hand for Mr. Albert King and the band was doing this kind of shuffle horns and he comes on he's got his guitar on wireless but he's not playing anything he's going and all you saw was his back of this huge guy and he's walking up to everybody in the band and you can see him shaking his finger at him like he's really yelling at him for some reason they did a song they stopped he hadn't even played or sang few people clapped like this weird does another song and it doesn't sound that good same thing one of the keyboard players you're doing this doing the drummer and then he does one two three stop they come to a stop he went around grabbed the mic one two three four and all of a sudden it was the most amazing sounding blue born under a bad sign ever he was like doing a sound check by himself with his finger you know and it was like Holy smokes, you know. But the music that I found the best down in the Delta go into any Black Baptist church and you will hear the most amazing music of all. I took a little recorder and got hand clapping drum grooves in some of these churches that I brought back up. And that's on that Hey Rainmaker. It's the music in those churches is unreal. You know, and when I first moved here, I played at Seattle's largest Black Baptist church because I always wanted to learn the roots of the blues. And I knew that it wasn't from Maxwell Street in Chicago. I knew that. I love it. But I knew that wasn't the basis of it. I want to tell you about one of my favorite bars in the Roseville, St. Paul, Minnesota area. The B-Dale Club, located on the corner of County Road B. And Dale's motto is, a place for family, a place for friends, a place for fun. And that is the truth. The food at T-Bird's Cafe and Takeaway is always out of this world. It was great to play a show back at B-Dale on Thursday. So many friends and familiar faces. I hope you're out a little more in the fall. T-Bird's Tacos were the bomb. Rob, Natalie, Shelley, and entire bar staff are all state-of-the-art cocktail wizards. I've been told that they're being talked about on these podcast ads. The Waller's Woodhill Cocktails, a selling like hot cakes, karaoke, live music, pool table, pull tabs, bingo nights, botch ball tournaments, and much, much more. B-Dale's got it all. Stop by for a cold one soon. So I played there, and I first thought I'll do it weeks just to tell my white friends how badass I am. But I wound up there for about three years, and I studied, and I watched the way B3, piano, killing drummer, killing bass player, horn section, the whole shtick. And so one time I talked to one of the deacons of this church, old black guy, and I said, what do you think comes first, the blues or gospel? That's a good question, Danny. Gospel comes first. I said, I've been doing my studying. It just doesn't notes. He said, because you're only going by recorded radio music. I said, That's true. He said, so I am. 
when the slaves were brought across, they brought with them the pentatonic scale. You know, the say you're an A minor, A, C, D, E, G. You know, the, the scale you and I play all the time. I said, how do they get that? He said, that scale came from China. It was brought over through Africa and the slaves brought it over. And then when the slaves were out in the fields picking, their parents, the mother would call the kids. Well, they didn't, they didn't bother to give them their African names. So the slave owners just gave them names that were easy, easy to pronounce. James, Thomas, Jonathan, what have you. And the moms would call them using a couple notes in this pentatonic scale rather than James. Well, five kids would come that are named James. So they'd attach James, a pentatonic note. And the kids would go, oh, my mom's calling me. So that pentatonic scale <clears throat> is everything to them like it is to us. So later on, the white slave owners would go, well, we have to religion to these heathen black folks. So they brought them to church. Well, some of those Anglican hymns from the 15th and 16th century are impossible to sing. You know, they're like, the melodies are like this, the lyrics are weird. So they, they got their own churches. The black folks got their own churches. They brought with them this music called Gullah, which are uh, what you and I know is on the two and the four backbeat. You know, one, two, three, four, one, two, the backbeat. And their pentatonic scale, so they could have Jesus is on the main line. Tell him what you want. So that's how that got crept in. I said, well, that's a fantastic story. That answers a lot. But how did we get it to be known as the blues? He said, that's a good question. Back in the day of the early churches after the Civil War, somebody would run into somebody at church and they go, Brother Mark, how are you doing today, this, guy, this fine Sunday? And you'd go, not very well. Satan done sick the red devils on me last night, meaning... I went out, I got drunk, I chased girls, I got home at five in the morning, my girlfriend's mad at me. That's Satan getting sick to the red devils. Because down there in that neighborhood in Clarksdale, they still believe in the angel and the devil on the shoulder. So then next week, if you saw somebody and said, hey, Brother Mark, how are you doing today? I said, oh, not very well. Satan done sick the green devils on me, meaning... My neighbor got a new horse and buggy. I'm really envious of that horse and buggy, meaning green with envy. Say God, David with that. Well, the most important one was you'd see somebody and say, hey, Brother Mark, how you doing? Said, Not very good. I think Satan done sick the blue devils on me last night. I'm just really sad. And that was their catch-all. The blue devils was just that feeling of feelings depressed and sad and it really worked well for it was easy to put lyrics in that kind of boyish man 
And if it worked well on a Sunday in church, it really worked well the Saturday night before with a bottle of Jack Daniels in Florida at a bar. It just lent itself to the environment. In fact, some of the women in the church, when the guys would come home with the Red Devils, they'd say, why do you go to that place? They said, oh, I just go for the music, really. Yeah, well, you come home drunk at five in the morning. So we're going to have our church called Music Night on Saturday night, where they let them play secular sounding, but straight ahead blues, Chicago style kind of blues. And from there, that kind of music worked well <clears throat> with a microphone on the radio. But they didn't want to call it the Blue Devils. Regular radio didn't like the word devil in it. So a lot of these acts were called Danny Mangold and the Blue Devils. They said, forget that. So these record labels called Vocalion, Oka Records, Ace, Peacock, they just, after a while, then they just shortened it to the blues around 1920 when radio got really popular. And from there, that's you and I, the music we love came from, came from, uh, you know, the 1600s with slaves coming across. So it's been a fantastic story, really, <clears throat> how we arrive at this. Danny, thank you so much for sharing that. I ha I can't, no I'm just in, I don't, I don't, just jaw drop. Stay happy, healthy, and most of all, go play your guitar or your harp, sing, play your drums, and love each other. Absolutely. Thanks, Danny. You have a thanks for being on the show. I appreciate it so much. Take care, you Danny. We'll it. talk to you later. Okay, bye bye. Bye bye. Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the program. We'll see you back here for new podcasts about life and times in the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. Again, please support this week's sponsors, 45th Parallel Distillery, ID Chrysler Pine City, and the B-Dale Club. This is also a listener-supported podcast, so if you'd like to get on board, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. If you enjoyed some of the musical edits on this show, please head on over to your local record store, or do some digging in iTunes and load up on some new songs. Also, if you get a chance, please go check out some live music somewhere. It could be a great and worthwhile experience. Life is short. Go with some fun. Till I next time. Away the hours, the flowers, consulting with the rain. In my head, I'd be scratching while my thoughts were busy hatching. If I only had a brain Well, I'd unravel any riddle For any individual In trouble or in pain And the thoughts I'd be thinking I could be another Lincoln If I only had a brain Stop 
think some more I would not be just a nothing My head all full of stuff My heart all full of bend I would dance and be merry Life would be a ding-a-dairy If I only had a brain Oh, I would dance If I... 